Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. It was another postponed game for the Bears last weekend, but attentions now turn to this Saturday's top of the table clash. Congleton Town against Litchfield City sees the top two in the Midland League Premier Division go head-to-head at the Cleric Stadium. We'll be speaking to midfielder Tom Allen on how he's stepped up to the first team this season. And we'll also get the opposition perspective from journalist Luke Rushbrook, who covers Litchfield City. But first, let's get the thoughts of player-manager Richard Duffy, starting with Congleton's current position at the top of the table. Obviously, in, in a good place. It's a strong place to be in the time of the season we are with nine games to go. Sitting top of the league, obviously, Litchfield two games in hand and five points behind. So, you know, they're in the driving seat at the minute, but we're in a good position. We've, we've got the points on the board and um, obviously they, they come to visit us on Saturday. Absolutely. And this Saturday, like you say, it's against Litchfield, first against second. How do you approach a game like this? Do you just have to, have to uh, approach it like any other game? Yeah, I think you have, yeah. I mean, you know, it's no getting away from it's a big game. It's it's first, first, second. However much they will want to play it down, and however much everyone else wants to play it down. <laughs> it's not beat around the bush that it's a big game. It's, you know, whoever, whoever says it isn't is is lying. Um, it's first, first, second, nine games to go. We need to win. They probably don't need to win. We need to win to get it back in our hands. But whatever the result is, I'm not I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's not going to win people the league. It's not going to lose a team a league. But it'll put whoever manages to come away with the victory, if any team does, then it'll put them in a, a, a lot stronger position than, than they are going into it. That's the thing, because obviously the, it is a big game. But after this, Congleton will have another eight league games to play. Litchfield will have 10. So whilst it may have an, an impact, regardless of the result, do you feel like there's still too much football to be played to say this game will be a defining moment in the title race? Yeah, listen, it, it's not going to be defining, but it is if, if you know where I'm coming from, because it's a six-pointer, as they, as they call it, usually down the bottom of the league. But, you know, top two going at it. And yeah, you know, if you manage, whichever team managed to win, if, if anyone does, then obviously they're stealing three points and, and the other team can't. So it's a big game in, in that respect. But as you say, we, we have another eight games to go after it. So whatever the result is, we, we'll be looking to um, obviously pick up as many wins as we can towards the end of the season. Does the fact what's happened in the previous two league games, has that changed your approach at all going into this game? Not really, no. You know, we, we set up every game to win. And obviously, we've we've come a little bit unstuck with two results of late, which has been really disappointing. But we bounced back with a, a really good performance at, at Schiffnell in the Cup, uh, albeit a Cup game. You know, I, I, was, I would have liked three points instead. But, you know, we, we had to put a, a performance on to just remind ourselves that, you know, we, we, we can get in front, we can hold on to leads. And that, that was the, the most pleasing thing about that, that we didn't give Schiffnell a hand up to get back into the game like we did with our two previous league games. Do you think that was an important performance then, particularly because of the last weekend's game getting called off? Do you think that was an, an important that you got got that performance right? Yeah, it was really important. The two performances previously, with without the results, have been have been good. You know, good enough to win games. We just haven't seen the games out well enough um, with what we got. You know, involved in the squad, we 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 should do a lot better. But listen, that that's football. Sometimes it's you know that's why it's, it's up and down game where. You know, sometimes it goes and sometimes you get punished for the minute mistakes and, and that's what they've been, you know, minute mistakes and we've been we've been punished, you know, heavily for them. But I guess from your perspective and the team's perspective, that's in the past now and then it's about focusing on these next nine games starting with, with this one on Saturday. 
Yeah, absolutely. Listen, like like I said, we needed that performance of Sheffield to put the two games to bed, which we have. And obviously, we would like to have played last Saturday, but it wasn't to be. And yeah, we you know we good training session Tuesday. Just gone. We'll have another good one Thursday and do a little bit of work on on what Lichfield are going to bring to us, and then hopefully we'll we'll be ready to perform to the best we can on Saturday. You've played Lichfield on the opening day of the season. Obviously, this one is at the Claric Stadium. We know the the, the red record Congleton of God. It's a different surface as well. And obviously, there's not been a huge amount of personnel, but there has been some changes. So are you expecting a different game on Saturday than the away fixture on the opening day of the season? And it's hard to tell. You you know, are they going to change coming to us? Are we going to change because we're, we're playing against a team in second? And, and you know, they're right, they're right on our tails and... So, you know, every game is different. They've got a few changes from the beginning of the season. We've changed a few because we weren't where we needed to be. First four games of the season, so we, we've changed different personnel to, to where we needed to be. We've got a squad that, that we're happy with. So, yeah, it's going to be a good encounter. You know, is it going to be cagey? Are both teams going to go for it? You know, is one going to be happy with a point? And you take the game as it comes and you don't really know how it's going to pan out. Every game is different and every start of the game, you know, our teams change in the game. And so it's got to take the game as it comes and, and try and change things within that to, to hopefully come out on, on top. Do you enjoy that challenge? It seems to me that you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always an interesting thing to do is, you know, work out what, what strengths and weaknesses on the day. Because sometimes, especially at the level we're at, there's, there's lots of changes usually from week to week with teams. So you don't. You know, not not very often. You probably Aston Litchfield that have made, I would guess, the the least changes of of personnel, and that will probably tell you what you know where where we are. We're pretty strong with our squads and kept the same same lads about. And when teams do change, it is difficult because you don't know what you're going to come up against from week to week. So um, that's the interesting part on on match day and and when when the games get going to try and get an advantage on on your opponent. Yeah, and it's very interesting that you, you mentioned the fact that the lack of changes on both teams because Congleton and Litchfield have actually um, used the least amount of players of all the teams in, in the league. And obviously we could put that down to the fact that they are challenging, so you perhaps don't always need to make as many changes. But you've spoken before about keeping that small, tight-knit group. So do you think that it's perhaps not a coincidence that the teams that are both at the top of the table have used the least amount of players? And do you think that's a key to a successful team? Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, it's probably why why both teams are there. Yes, they've they've got a settled squad, but there's there's not a wholesale change when results don't go their way. And and you know, it's you've got to keep your nerve and and, and if you trust your players, you know, from day one, then then you go with what you got. Um, there's not many players coming in and out of our squad for sure. So yeah, we we're, we're happy where we are. You know, I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm guessing the two teams at the top have made the least changes for for a reason. And obviously, we've got to talk about the Bears faithful. How important are the supporters going to be on Saturday? Yeah, another big crowd expected. Let's hope we can we can get even more than than what we've had previously. Um, that's a big ask, I know. But you know, we haven't been at home for a while. So hopefully, everyone's itching to get down and um, support us and and have a good day out. Let's hope the weather clears up and and you know stays dry. And yeah, hopefully, we can we can pack the pack the ground up again. What's your message to supporters before this game? What's your rallying cry for the Bear Army? Come and support us. Come and give us everything you've got. You know, it's, I know the lads appreciate all the support they're getting at the minute. It's, there's lots of non-league games going on and Port Vale, Stoke, Crew, all around the area. But there's a team on the up and um, hopefully we, we can get the fans in to support the boys. And 
and hopefully push us to where we need to be and uh, keep us at the top of the table. That was Richard Duffy speaking ahead of this weekend's game against Litchfield City. We'll get the opposition perspective later in the podcast. But next, we're going to be hearing from Bears midfielder Tom Allen. He's still only 17, but has made a step up to the first team this season. So first of all, Tom, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. No, thank you for having me on. So obviously, Tom, it was another game postponed last weekend. When a game is postponed and called off, how do you spend your Saturday? Yeah, obviously, it's quite frustrating having a game. You wake up on the Saturday morning and you get sort of a message saying there's no game. So um, usually we sort of have training, but this weekend we didn't. So I kind of just do my own thing, you know, go to the gym or go out and play football with with my mates. So let's talk about your career. Um, What are your earliest memories of playing (coughs) football? Yeah, so as soon as I could sort of walk, I was playing football. I remember um, going down to uh, Newcastle School. When I was about four or five, four, I could sort of join the team before I was old enough. I uh, was playing there. When I was about sort of six, uh, seven, I joined Sandbach United. Um, so, yeah, that was my, my first team. So just kind of doing it out of sort of enjoyment and just trying to trying to get into it, not taking it too seriously at that time. How hard did it progress and develop from there? So when I was about eight, I was playing at Sandbach and I um, got sort of scouted by by a few clubs and I was on trial at them and then at eight I uh, went to Stoke and they they decided to sign me obviously at the time in the Premier League and having supported Stoke you know a lot of my family support Stoke as well so it was sort of massive for me and for my family as well. And in terms of your early career have you always been a midfielder or have you played in a different position? No so uh, when I was younger I actually played a right winger so I was quite fast when I was younger. I was wasn't actually that tall, and uh, when I first went to Stoke, I was actually a a, a right winger. Would you like to to, to play that position now? Obviously, Congleton <laughs> a, a bless in the wing and wide positions. Would you change it now? No, definitely not. I just I don't think I've got the uh, the pace for that anymore. But actually, is the skills and areas of the game that you played as a right winger does that come into your position now as a central midfielder? Yes, I always liked to sort of attack people when I was younger and still like to do that now, you know, get on the ball and, and try and take people on all over this season. I've over sort of not doing it as much, you know. I've been sort of getting it and just playing it, sort of in behind, that kind of thing. So when did you switch to being a central midfielder and, uh, and being more central? So it was actually at Stoke. I was playing right wing and then I sort of went to attacking midfielder. And then they moved me to a centre-back and then I was a centre-mid. And then eventually I ended up at right-back, but I sort of enjoyed centre-mid the most. What was it about being as a centre-midfielder that you enjoyed the most? And, and how come it became your position? Was it a case that the coaches said, right, that's your position now? Or did you kind of make it your own? No, they looked at me and thought I'd be best suited in the centre-mid and... Um, yeah, I think it's just sort of being involved in the game the most. I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's why I like it. So, how long were you at Stoke City for? So I was there for five years. I was there till I was thirteen. What was the biggest thing you learned during your time there? I think definitely sort of technically, I got so much better on the ball. Yeah, just have a training sort of three times a week with a game as well. I think technically, I just got so much better. And then obviously you left. 
Stoke City. Was this when you then joined the South Cheshire Regional Talent Centre? Yeah, so I joined there sort of a few weeks after I'd left Stoke. Um, I really wasn't enjoying it at Stoke. I think a few of the lads have said they didn't enjoy sort of academy football either. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't really enjoying it. And then joined, yeah, South Cheshire Regional Talent Centre, which was managed by Mick Walsh at the time. He's obviously ex-Port Vale. We heard Marco as well speak about the, the South Cheshire RTC. What exactly is it? It's sort of in the JPL League. Um, it was kind of just, yeah, just a South Cheshire team set up in the JPL League. And, um, yeah, at the time we were a really good uh, a really good side. We actually won the, the national final, which was all the sort of teams in, in the JPL our age group. So, yeah, that was really good. That was under 13s. What, what was that experience like? Because am I right in saying, was it played the final at Oxford City? Yeah, so the final was at Oxford City, and I think I actually scored in that final. Scored the uh, to make it two one to us. So uh, yeah, especially at your young age, that was such a, a big opportunity. And there were a few players, am I right in saying, that are now at Congleton, whether that's in the first team, the reserves, or the under eighteens, that were part of that team when you were there. I think Marco, um, obviously part part of the first. I think he was there. Louis Tilly. Ben Corns. Is it good to have players that you've played with for a few years now and you, you kind of gone through that pathway and, and developed as players and people? Is it good now to, to see that they're still with, with you and part of that same setup? Yeah, so yeah, that team sort of developed on and then obviously got taken over by Martin and became a Congleton under 16. So a lot of the players just stuck around with the team and yeah, and are now playing with. With the um, with the reserves and the under eighteen, so yeah, it shows the pathway that the the club has, especially into the first team. And I think it was under fourteen. Um, it was written off for you because of COVID. How frustrating mm. was that? Not being able to 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 play football, something that you've played, as you said, since you could learn to walk. Yeah, obviously, it's you know, it's what it's all I ever used to do, and all I ever used to want to do was go and play football so not being able to do that was yeah it was frustrating especially at a young age you know you got all loads of energy and all you want to do is play football really and obviously yeah you can't and then at under 15 you reach another national final and you've sadly lost one nil but to to, to reach the, the the final what's it like playing in a final yeah it's at a young age you don't really sort of feel the pressure but um Looking back on it, it's quite quite a big achievement getting to just get into the final and taking each game as it comes. But um, yeah, going on a cup run, it's it's special because you never know you can you could be out at any stage. So it's sort of you know it's quite quite exciting. Anything can happen. What do you think it was that made that team so successful? I think a lot of the lads in it probably should have been in academies at the time. I know a few have gone off to play in academies, but yeah, we were definitely sort of a very good side at that age. And then, as you mentioned, Martin Corns, who's now the reserves manager of Congleton, took over the youth team as, as it was then. And it became, yeah. then I think it became part of Congleton Town under that umbrella. I think this would have been under 16. You won the JPL Cup, another trophy. Uh, beating North Northampton in the final three two. What 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 do you remember about that? Yeah, so uh, we uh, went on another cut run. Um, 
managed to get to the final and then managed to beat them in the final, you know. We hadn't actually had the best season, I don't think, that season. I don't think we'd we'd done too well. So that cup was all we, we really could win. So we managed to do that. So yeah, that was a good achievement for us. During this period, this years of development and finals and playing, what what was the most important thing for you? Was it was it just playing? Was it developing? What was kind of the most important thing for you during that period? I think it was just enjoying it because obviously when I was playing academy football when I was younger, I wasn't really enjoying it as much. So when I was just um, playing sort of in the JPL, I just wanted to enjoy it. And I think when you enjoy it, you you definitely get a lot better. How do you think you developed during that time? What was the biggest development you saw from your personal perspective during that time? Because that league was a lot more physical than the academy league. Obviously, the academy league is quite technical, but that league's definitely more physical. So I think that was definitely what I saw develop when I was when I was playing at that time. And you mentioned there the physicality. It was at under-16 level, then you broke into the reserves, made 15 appearances, including um, 12 starts for Congleton Town Reserves. How did you find that step up? You mentioned that physicality. Was, was, was that the biggest thing that you had to kind of get used to? How did you find that, that step up? Yeah, so it was obviously the physicality was another step up from the, the JPL. So, But I think technically it wasn't, it was nowhere near where I'd been playing at, but Obviously, the pace of the game was a lot quicker, and they were a lot more physical. But and you sort of like learn learn the game a lot more. You know when to sort of slow things down. And I really enjoyed it. You know, um, just men's football, um, just getting a lot of experience. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Then coming into this season, so last summer, were were you expecting a season again of playing in the reserves? Yeah, yeah. Coming into the season, I was expecting. Sort of just another another season with the reserves and um and yeah, luckily I got got a message from from Duffy at the start of the season saying he wants me uh, down at training one time and then rest go from there. When did it become known to you that there was the possibility of becoming part of that first team? So yeah, I got a message from from Duffy saying he wanted me uh, uh, at training. So I went to training and then after the training, he just said, "Oh, can you be in the squad for?" I think it was the the second preseason friendly against Abbey Alton. So I was I played then, and I think I played sort of twenty thirty minutes, and uh, I played quite well. So after that, I sort of thought, oh, he might want me back, and and luckily there. What was that first training session like, and then that first preseason friendly like for you, being part of that first team for the first time? Yeah, I was I was quite nervous, but um, I was excited as well. Um, sort of playing with all these, you know, amazing people that, that, that I've been uh, going to watch at the first team. So, uh, yeah, it was quite exciting, but I was, I was a bit nervous. And Richard Duffy has always said that it doesn't matter what age a player is, the good enough, they, they they will be part of his first team plans. How important is that for you as a, as a young player to know that you've got his trust and faith? Yeah, I think obviously it's it's good knowing that the manager doesn't won't just sort of play the more experienced people because just because of the age you know he is willing to trust in me and obviously if I'm show that I'm good enough then then I'll get to play so yeah so it's obviously quite nice to hear. Then when you got told you'd be part of the match day squad for the first time in a competitive game which I think might have been the FA Cup against Witten what was that feeling like? 
Yeah, I think it was the uh, the FA Cup against Witten, but um, yeah, you know, playing in the FA Cup, it's something you know you don't even dream of when you're younger. You know, you're thinking, yeah, you, obviously, I was I was nervous and I was excited, but you've got to sort of back yourself and back your own ability, and, and yeah. And you came on as a substitute in that game. What was it like running onto the pitch in in front of what was just under? 500 people especially as you mentioned in, in the FA Cup this national competition that is so prestigious yeah it was, it was a special moment for me coming on in the FA Cup something yeah which I never thought I'd, I'd say to be completely honest but um, yeah it was, it was quite special um, especially with quite quite a lot of people there as well yeah something I didn't think didn't think could happen something that struck me is how calm and composed and mature you are when you're on the pitch and on the ball are you actually that calm and composed on the inside no i, I sometimes i'm uh, i'm quite panicking kind of inside when i'm when i'm on the ball i'll be honest yeah i'm happy it comes across that way how do you like show that composure is that because at the end of the day football's football and you at the ball, the ball at your feet, or knowing where to run. You've done that for your entire life. So obviously the principles are the same. Do you think that's what adds that calm and composureness to it? Well, at least from from the outside, anyway. Yeah, I think it's because obviously I've done it from such a young age. Uh, I just think it comes kind of natural, you know, being composed on the ball. And obviously, uh, I learn at Stoke like very technical, and um, so uh, yeah, I think it sort of comes naturally to me now. So after that FA Cup game, you made your first start a few weeks later. This, this was at Wolverhampton Casuals. Did you find out on the day you, you, you were going to start or were you pre-warned? Well, we had sort of training on the Thursday. I kind of had an idea because um, we were doing shape at training and uh, I was sort of in there, I think, with Pete. So I had an idea, but I wasn't sure because I was thinking, you know, surely not. But I turned up on the Saturday and I was I was in the starting eleven. so... That's how I found out. What was that moment like? Been training all of pre-season and then managing to to get a start in the uh, in the actual league was was quite a uh, surreal for me. And then the next game against Whitchurch Allport. This felt like a significant moment for you, kind of in your Congleton career so far. It was your first start at the Claric Stadium for the first team, and you looked so kind of accomplished in the middle of the park. And actually, you were applauded off by the Bears faithful when you were subbed off in, in the second half. Did that match feel a significant moment for you? Yeah, I think that was uh, one of my better performances this season. Yeah, I think I played quite well that game. But uh, yeah, that was definitely a big, big step in my my time here, definitely. What has been your most memorable game or moment so far this season? Probably, yeah, probably is the FA Cup game, just because obviously FA Cup, everyone, everyone knows about it, so... I would say uh, FA Cup, yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, the Wolverhampton casual games was your first start. It was actually the first of a run of nine starts. How big of a confidence boost was that to have that run of starting games in the first team? Yeah, obviously knowing the manager's got faith in your starting uh, every week, it's it's nice to it's nice to know. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy. And how big of an influence has Richard Duffy, Anthony Griffith and the other players been to you? Because it is easy to forget how young you are. You are only 17. So how big of an influence have they had on you during this season? Yeah, I've got a lot of experience behind me in the team as well. You know, you've got Dave, 
Chadders, Dicko, Macker all telling me where to be on the pitch. So they've definitely all helped me, and as well as Pete next to me as well, telling me sort of where to be and kind of helping me, you know, telling me what to do. As well as, you know, Griff at training, he's obviously played in my position. So he uh, sort of guides me and tells me, sort of gives me bits of advice. And then obviously Duffy putting faith in me as well, telling me sort of where to be and what to do. So, yeah, it definitely helped me a lot. How did you find, I guess, adapting to playing for the first team? Was was that another step up from the reserves? Yeah, definitely. I think the pace at which it's played that in the reserves and, and the first team, it's completely different. But I know, especially the, the, the season I had with the reserves, definitely helped me adapt to the, the physicality of men's football. So I think that's why the the sort of pathway, the Conlon pathway is, is really good because you obviously have that time to adapt before being put, put into men, the first team. Do you feel you've had to adapt your bone game since you've stepped up to the first team or has it more evolved it, into it? Yeah, I don't think I've, uh, I've had to adapt much about my game. I think I definitely need to play off, off less touches than I have done before because <laughs> obviously I used to, I'm used to sort of getting it, taking a few touches and then sort of playing it off. But now, if I'd try to do that, then I'd just be, I'd just be swarmed. So, yeah, definitely have to, I've, I've had to change that. In what way do you feel you've developed the most as a player this season? I think definitely sort of, yeah, like I said, taking less touches on the ball. I think I've had to have a picture in my head of what I've got to do before the ball comes to me. Um, whereas before, I'd sort of get it and then I'd uh, take a few touches and I'd play it off. But now... I've got to be, be thinking about, about what I do two, three passes before it even comes to me. And off the pitch, you're a student, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing A-levels, so I do uh, biology, psychology and economics. Wow, that, that's a hard set of <laughs> subjects as well. So how would you find juggling your studies with your football? Yeah, obviously it's quite difficult, you know, when I've got you know, games on Tuesdays and then I might have a, a test on the Wednesday, but it's uh, it's all a part of it, isn't it? And actually, does football give you kind of a nice break from doing the work and the revision? Yeah, definitely. You know, when I'm sat on a Tuesday after school revising, I could think, oh, I've got training later, so so it's all right. And are you looking at going to university? Is is that in the plans? Yeah, I've got my options open, um, so I might be going to university, but we'll just have to see how it goes, see whether whether I get the grades again. Does football have a factor in where you go or, or, or is that or is it more your kind of education and that path and your job is, is, is takes precedent? Yeah, so obviously I've applied for a few sort of universities around here thinking I can sort of come back on weekends and uh, and still still play for Congleton. So I think definitely football is a massive part of where I go. And obviously there's quite a few teachers within the uh, group have they been helping you with any of, of your work at all have you had any tips <laughs> no not really because a lot of them uh, don't do uh, what I do but I'm sure if I did did one of their subjects I'd I'd be having a few bits of advice what's it like going in, going in, into school after a match a few of my mates sort of see it on uh, on Twitter or whatever and if especially with the other against I think it was Whitchurch where I nearly scored they were saying oh what's happened there what's happened but uh, yeah it's, it's nice 
I thought it was going to go in in that Witches game. Then Brian just got, got, got a yeah. flick onto it and pulled it past the, the, the goalkeeper. But you're obviously a prime example of the pathway in place here at Congleton, going from the under-16 team through to the reserves and now the first team. How has that pathway helped you in your development? Yeah, it's definitely helped me a lot, you know. Having the season in the reserves was was massive for me and for me as a player. Obviously, like I said, adapting to the physicality of men's football. But I think the pathway is just is brilliant, and I don't think you'll find many sort of be- better clubs around the area with with a better pathway into their sort of first team. And obviously, you're also a role model for other young players now, including those in the Congleton Town Juniors. How proud are you of that? Yeah, obviously, uh, it's nice to know people are sort of looking up to me and aspiring to to do what I do. So, yeah, it's it's nice to hear. And when at a game when you've got them shouting, you know, Tom, Tom, obviously, it's nice to hear. How much do you enjoy being part and being involved in Congleton Town? I think it's a massive club. You know, it says itself. You know, with the amount of fans we get through the gates. You know, six, seven hundred as well as the, the amazing facilities and, and the coaching with with Duff and Griff. I think, yeah, it's just a, an amazing club. And this weekend, obviously, it's a big weekend. It's a top-of-the-table clash. What was it like playing in front of however many supporters it, it's going to be? Yeah, obviously, it'll it'll be special, you know. Playing in front of a lot of people, it's sort of... Um, you can you can definitely tell the atmosphere, you know, last sort of 10 minutes when you're feeling a bit tired and and you can hear them, then it's, it definitely gives you that extra 5 10% to sort of push on. And, um, and uh, yeah, it definitely helps you. What's your top tip for a junior player or, or, or a young player that is involved in football? Firstly, you've just got to enjoy it, you know, because if you're not enjoying it, then, then what's the point? But as well as that, you need to work hard. So, so yeah, I'd say enjoyment and, and hard work, definitely. And Tom, you may have listened to the podcast previously, you may have known what's coming next. It's how I end all the podcasts with any of the players that I speak to. If you could play alongside any player in world football, who would you pick to play alongside and why? I'd have to say it's got to be a, a Xavi or an Iniesta. Yeah, I've looked up to him for my my whole life, you know. And um, yeah, I think playing little triangles with, with one of them in the midfield, I think that's uh, that would be something I'd want to do. Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot, Tom, for coming on to the podcast. No, thank you. Earlier in the podcast, we heard from Richard Duffy ahead of Saturday's Top of the Table clash. So let's get the view from the opposition now, from journalist Luke Rushbrook, who has been covering Litchfield City this season. As far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as a boring Litchfield game. As a student journalist, I mean, learning on the job sort of thing, covering, you know, 6-2, 7-1 scorelines, it's, it's incredible. The way that Ivor and Wayne, the manager and assistant manager, have set up this season, I mean, it's been brilliant anyway, but I think their focus for the year has kind of, it's less been on, you know, saying we should be here by this point in the season. It's been more... Okay, look, let's try and get the most out of every player for every game. And I think that's worked incredibly well for them this year. It's been a very good season so far. And I think everyone at the club is really looking forward to Saturday. This is actually only Litchfield's third season in the Premier Division since they got promoted from Division One. Third in the first season you finished, then 11th last year, but you won the JW Hunt Cup. And now, obviously, you're sitting second in the league. Has this season kind of exceeded expectations? 
Yeah, I mean, like I've, like I've said, I think there wasn't kind of an aim in terms of position-wise. I think they always wanted to be, you know, in and around the playoffs sort of thing. But the way they've kicked on this year has been has been pretty immense. I mean, Dan Smith coming in and scoring 29 goals this season. Dan Wondersmith, um, as, as he's known in Litchfield. You know, he's had such an impact bringing the side on. But yeah, I think, you know, we, we look solid. We've come quite a long way over the course of the year. There just seems to be a real unity in the squad I've been spoken to quite a few of the players, the manager. Um, they're all, you know, they're all really close knit. Um, they're all fighting for each other, and you see that on the pitch week in week out. So I think that plays, you know, a hell of a lot to do with it. You know, just pushing each other constantly. That's that's what's brought them forward. Obviously, Congleton had cup success last season. Um, they won two trophies. As I mentioned, Litchfield also had a cup win. I think it was at Molyneux with winning the JW Hunt Cup. Congleton have kind of carried on that momentum into this, both on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well. Is that something that you think has had an impact on Litchfield as well coming into this season? 100%, yeah. I think um, the amount of confidence that it's given you know, the, the playing staff and just everyone at the club generally, you know, it really did set us up very well for the start of this year. I spoke to Ivor before the FA Vars game against Highgate United. I interviewed him. I asked him about the, the cup win at the end of last season. And he said that essentially there's no better way to start a season by winning a cup at the end of the last one. The amount of confidence that it's just given everyone at the club um, and they've really kicked on from it. I read an interview with the manager a few weeks ago. And even though you are second and a while in the title race, he said that we're not chasing that title. Playoff is our target. And what and that's what we said at the start of the year. Anything above that is a bonus. So what's kind of the general feeling around the, 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 the team and the club at the moment? Like you say, you know, they are they're pushing for, for the playoffs anyway, which they've, you know, I think they've done a fantastic job of this year. There's just a lot of positivity, you know, all around the, the club and the area. I mean, you look at other clubs in non-league that, that are from a city, a lot of them are usually a bit further up than Litchfield are. And I think they're trying to kind of utilise, like, you know, the, the potential of being in a city as much as they can to try and get more people behind them. And you, you do kind of see that most weeks. Um, numbers are slowly creeping up. On the whole, people are feeling very positive towards how this season could pan out. Obviously, we mentioned Dan Smith, 29 goals in 30 appearances this season. In terms of other players, stats on that place, players that Congleton supporters should be looking out for, who else are there? They've been that good this year. I mean, there's so many different players you could mention. Beeson in goal, uh, he's been he's been brilliant all year. I don't think he's actually missed a game. You know, some some of the saves that he, you know he's pulled out, are, you know, top draw. Luke Childs, he's filled in at left back a lot this year, which I don't think is his normal position, but he's creatively, he's been phenomenal there. Joe Haynes as well uh, at the back, he's been very good. Dom Lewis, quality player in midfield, he can, yeah, he, he can do it all. There's a lot of quality in that squad, which as a someone that's only kind of picked up on from like the club from the start of the year, it, it, is, it does really surprise you how, how good some of these players really are. Am I right in saying it's quite a young squad as well? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think Ivor puts a bit of an onus on that with his squad. You've got the leaders in the dressing room, like the yeah, the more seasoned players like Dan Lomas, for example, club captain. But, you know, you've got the, a nice blend of, you know, the older players and the younger. 
And you mentioned there about the club captain. Obviously, a few months ago, I think it was, the then club captain, Kyle Patterson, announced that he was having to retire from football. He's had a number of milestones at the club. He's been there since 2019. He's obviously not played a huge amount this season because of injury, which has forced him to retire. But the way that the team has come together following that because sometimes when you lose a big figure like a club captain like somebody as experienced as Kyle Patterson it can have a negative effect but it seems to the team have really seemed to have pulled together through that period yeah definitely unfortunately I never actually got a chance to speak to Kyle which is a shame really you know considering his career and you know how well he's done for himself something I'd like to do in the future hopefully but yeah, I think because he had such an impact on that squad, the players have all kind of had to think, OK, well, he's gone. Let's all kind of get together now. And just part of it might be to do with doing him proud as well, um, just to give something back. But yeah, I think he had a huge impact whilst he was here. And he's still, you know, keeps in touch, I think, with a lot of the playing staff and the coaches. So yeah, hopefully it'll keep pushing us forward. And obviously, you're one of the the best goal scorers in, in the division. You've mentioned at the very start how you said that you cover some big scoring games. We've also got the tightest defence in the league. Four games without conceding in, in the league. And in those four games, you've scored 13. So at both ends of the pitch, you you seem to have really got the balance right. Yeah, that that really does. It does show um, in the stats. But I think, like I said, the way that the team sets up week in, week out, you know, we are solid defensively. I think the way we can hit on the counter attack usually is quite it is impressive. You know, there's a lot of pace in that in that front line, um, which drives us up the field quite quickly. But yeah, it, it, it's been a very solid balance this year and it, it is very enjoyable to watch. Has there been much talk of Congleton Town this season within the Litchfield Club? I think from a fan's perspective, to an extent, yeah. Personally, I think, you know, you've got such a good setup at the club anyway. And, you know, obviously you've you've excelled this year. You've really, you know, pushed it. Uh, and I think there's plenty of fans that do think, you know, OK, well, they're kind of the next target. But with, with Ivor and the coaching staff and the squad, they're quite focused in on themselves, uh, just trying to maximise their own performance rather than looking around the league. Lots of anticipation as well within the Bears. Supporters ahead of this weekend on Saturday, it's being billed as a top-of-the-table clash. What's the feeling in Monster supporters in Litchfield before Saturday's game? Yeah, there's a lot of onus on it. I think a, a good deal of the fans are very excited by it. I mean, it is the blockbuster of the season, if you know, if, if you want to look at it that way. You know, it, it may not be uh, season-defining. It has the potential to be a, a bit of a thriller. And what do you enjoy, Luke, about non-league? We've seen huge attendances here at Congleton this season. We're expecting uh, another big attendance this weekend. What for you is the best thing about non-league? I think the atmosphere, from what I've experienced, people are generally just quite friendly. Away fans, you know, higher up the football pyramid, there can be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a clash there sometimes. Whereas, what I've experienced, you know, people from both teams uh, when they come down, you know, it's all very friendly. Everyone's usually quite welcoming, and I think the non-league community is, is something on its own. Really, it it it's kind of stands apart. And yeah, I think it's something that is quite special and unique, but it, I, I do love it. Thanks to Luke, and of course we look forward to welcoming the Litchfield players, officials and supporters to the Cleric Stadium on Saturday. Another big crowd is expected, and it's the usual 3pm kickoff. Also on Saturday, the reserves are away at Whaley Bridge Athletic. 
The ladies' first team are in cup action on Sunday as they host Newton La Willows in the Challenge Cup. That's a 2pm kick-off at Congleton High School. The ladies' reserves team are also playing at home on the same day. They host Withenshaw at Back Lane Playing Fields. We hope to see you at a game this weekend and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Stay!